Let's take a quick second and thank our other sponsor for today's show, and that is Photo IQ, a digital photography online course where photography is explained simply, concisely, with no overcomplications. There are lessons for the beginner to the intermediate photographer for anyone who's 13 or older, and they offer semester-length courses for homeschoolers by a homeschooler who really knows how to handle the challenges that come along with that. It's the only photography class of its kind. You'll get graded quizzes. You'll get personal feedback. You'll get homework assignments. It'll help you build your portfolio. It's going to be the most in-depth course you've taken short of like a, a upper graduate level photography course or something like that. Anything in high school or freshman year of college, this is going to blow that out of the water. So make sure you, if you have any interest in photography whatsoever, you know, most of you should, especially if you have your own business or you want to get uh, your online business started, you want to get your presence online known, you got to go to photoiq.co and use promo code fiction. The promo code will get 10% off. You can take the classes anytime you want and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. There's no subscriptions. There's no ads. There's no nothing. You have nothing to lose except those pathetic pictures of landscapes that you've been trying to take. So go to photoiq.co and use promo code fiction and get your online photography portfolio up and running. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction, the last one of 2020, a very special edition the we're wrapping up the year here and i of course am your host the voice and soul of so-called fiction johnny profita broadcasting once again deep behind enemy lines this time north of the border where the snow continues to fall in the windy city a place that i have grown to really despise over the years i can't wait to get out of here i'm actually flying back to mexico in two days and I have, I don't know how long I'll be able to go tonight. It's its very late on Tuesday night now. And I was planning on having a lot more time to get stuff, um, to, to do a, a podcast and get some other stuff done. But I just, man, this, this last week has just flown by. I had much more, th- uh, much more stuff to take care of than I initially thought, <laughs> I, I guess, um, not coming back here for about three months really threw my um, my judgment off. I forgot the condition that I left my place in, and I just had a lot of stuff to, to deal with, and I have not had nearly as much time as I thought. I have a million things I have to do in the next, like, 36 hours in order to uh, get myself ready to embark on the next leg of my journey here. 
and I had planned on doing just sort of like a 2020 year in review episode. You know, it's just so much stuff happened in 2020 that I don't think you could do it in one episode. And I'd much rather do something like that where I had maybe like a, a, a co-host or somebody else to just sort of talk to about it. But then I also just saw, I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw that uh, Dave Smith, part of the problem, did a, a 2020 year review on his normal podcast. And so I'm guessing he's going to do a very good job covering that. And I know there's a lot of crossover between our audience. So I'm not going to do, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to there, there's a couple of things that have been on my mind that I just kind of want to talk about. I have a lot to do with 2020, but it's not really a, a year in review type thing. It's going to be a little less uh, formal, I guess, but I am sort of exhausted right now, so I don't know how long I'll be able to go. I probably will release this episode tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 30th. I'll, I'll release it sometime uh, late morning, early afternoon, something like that. But in case you guys haven't already listened to previous episodes, just so you know, tomorrow night, uh, December 30th at 7 p.m. Central Time, and I did put a, a notice up on the, in the private Facebook group. If you guys have not joined that yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You just got to go into Facebook, find the Pedaling Fiction page, you answer a couple questions, and just so I know that it's you and that you're not a crazy person. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you in there and then you can start having fun with uh, all, all the other members and you get access to me and uh, you, you get to hear things first. But I will be doing the technical chart analysis, basic, very basic chart analysis webinar, how to read market structure and things like that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central Time. And if you are interested in that, you need to email me as soon as you hear this. Send the email to peddling at peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Just say, hey, I want in on the webinar just so I can add you to the list. I'll be sending out a link to that just before we get started. And I'll probably post the link in the private Facebook group too for anybody that just has nothing better to do and wants to join that's cool, but it looks like we're going to have uh, a decent amount of people in there, so that's kind of cool. And I've never taught this stuff before to anybody other than myself. I've taken a few uh, training courses, things like that over the years. I've been working with some pretty prominent traders for the last uh, uh, three years or so. So it, it's sort of just my way of... Um, explaining the language of the market to people who have no idea what what's going on. And I, I really think it's important that everybody kind of knows on a very basic level what the hell they're looking at when they're, you're looking at a, a stock chart or a chart of currencies or commodities or anything like that. Just because the especially with what's going on in the economy right now and the Federal Reserve, the only way that you can get a return <laughs> is... Uh, is in the market. Unfortunately, you're not going to be paid an interest rate on your savings or anything like that. And if you are going to be in the market, and most of you are, even if you don't even really realize that you have a 401k or something like that, I think it's important to just have 
to be able to look at something, and especially a lot of people, you know, they farm this out to some guy, some money manager somewhere who's going to say a bunch of stuff that you don't understand what the hell he's talking about, but we're all a little too proud and too embarrassed to admit that we don't know what the hell he's talking about. So we nod along and we pretend like we understand and we go along with whatever they say. Uh, this will hopefully uh, be a way of sort of beginning your journey to understanding the markets and how to, at, at the very least, just be able to look at something and say, okay, we're bullish, we're bearish, we're in consolidation. Think I know what I'm looking at right now. Maybe this is a good entry point. Maybe this is a point where I can add to my position. Maybe I should start taking some money off the table, things like that. Uh, I, I think that's valuable for everybody. So uh, we're just going to do it. I think it, I can make it sort of interesting and kind of fun. You don't have to have any previous experience or anything like that. I am literally starting you know, day one, lesson one. It will be very, very basic. So if you have had any training, any formal training in this, you, this might not be for you. OK, you're probably going to be pretty bored if you already know what a candlestick is. Um, that That's how basic we're going to get here. But um, so anyway, yeah, if you guys are interested in that, I'm doing that tomorrow night. I, I'm sorry for the late notice. I put out the the um i announced it today when i would actually be doing it i know i teased it last week and said it would be sometime earlier this week but that there's just i have way too many balls in the air right now and the way my schedule is i just couldn't um nail down a time sooner than that to do it so i will record the um the zoom so i'll put out the recording for anybody who wants it i can send you the recording if you can't make it to the live event and uh, I don't know, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Maybe this will turn into sort of like a regular thing where we can build upon the, the very basics and, and maybe move into some other uh, areas where we can dive a little more in depth into something like that if it's something that you guys are interested in. But after that, like there's not going to be another podcast until next year. Um, I, I'm traveling on New Year's Eve. And I'm not going to be settled in Mexico until probably early next week. So uh, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, the odds of me getting an episode out on the 4th are probably pretty slim. Maybe on the 5th we can sort of get back uh, get back to action here. And we do have some pretty cool interviews lined up for the early part of next year. I've teased some of those, so I'm going to sort of mix those in with the regular episodes to kind of change things up a little bit. And I don't know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2021. Uh, if we're going to do, if I'm going to take a look back at 2020, for me personally, it was, um, it was a very interesting year. Now, the first half of it really sucked, <laughs> okay? Um, I was in, I mean, I was in Chicago for the winter. So January, January, February, March in Chicago uh, always kind of sucked. I mean, January and February, like the, the, the longest, coldest months in Chicago normally. And right after we got through that, usually like you get through February and there's like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it gets nice in March, but at least like you got, you know, spring break. I usually go to Mexico 
for a few weeks just to get away, you know, and do the whole spring break thing. But that all kind of went out the window with the whole COVID lockdown thing. And that happened to me. We started locking down here in mid-March, I think it was. And when they did the initial two weeks to flatten the curve, and that's when the coronavirus hysteria really kicked into to overdrive. Like we didn't know much about the virus at that time. It was still very new. It had just landed in you know New York, and, and they were seeing a surge in cases. And we didn't want to overwhelm the hospitals and all that shit. And we didn't know exactly who was vulnerable to this. We didn't know how deadly it was. We didn't really have much of any information because China really kept things under wraps. And then we saw what was going on in Italy. But every country was sort of experiencing different things. And it takes a while for this to play out and get some data. You know, it was really just amazing to watch how the government reacted to the situation, how they got literally just everything wrong from the beginning. They were wrong about everything. They lied to us from the beginning. You know, at first they came out and they said, don't wear masks. You know, they don't do anything. Um, and then they came out and said, oh, you know, we lied about that. We just wanted to have masks for all of the hospital workers or whatever. So now we're making masks mandatory. And, you know, the, the list of lies goes on and on from there. If you do, um, if you are relatively new to the podcast, maybe you want to go back and listen to the episodes I was doing in real time because I was thinking back to those episodes and some of the things that I got wrong, maybe some of the things that I got right. And... I remember thinking at the time that this was going to be another, just another fucking one of these overblown Ebola virus things or the Zika virus where they make all this hoopla about how deadly this is going to be and how devastating it's going to be. And then nothing's really going to happen. And a few months go by and we all realize how ridiculous that was. Now, this definitely seemed to be a little more serious because we were seeing the effects of it in other countries and stuff, even before it got here. And you can kind of tell that this was going to be a little more serious than that, but I still didn't think it was going to last. Like, I, I thought that the American people, I guess, you know, once again, I overestimated the intelligence of the American people because I figured, okay, maybe this is a little more serious, but Six six months from now, we're going to look back at this and, and realize how fucking ridiculous our reaction to this was. And here we are. It's, what, nine, ten months later? And, man, nobody, I mean, I, I can't say nobody, but the vast majority of the American people seem to, uh, seem to really, really think that th- this is... Um, that this coronavirus is worth sacrificing a year of your life. And all of these idiotic fucking things that we do, um, they're not idiotic. <laughs> like th- there's, there's this like religious, religious like um, belief in these mantras, you know, wear a mask. If you just mask up, then you'll be safe. And all of this protocol, that's just so ridiculous and so anti 
intellectual. I mean, right now, now we have, we have a lot of data on this, okay? We know exactly who is vulnerable to this. We know how deadly it is. We know how contagious it is. Although we, there are still a lot of things up in the air that we don't know. Like, we don't even know if people that are asymptomatic can transmit this. There's no evidence that people who aren't contag- who aren't experiencing any symptoms are actually contagious with this. We still don't really know who's actually infected with this because these tests we know are kind of bullshit. The the PCR test, the the cycle rate that they're using, the te- the test originally wasn't even designed for diagnostics and they're using it for that and they're using it incorrectly to I would say um inflate the the number of infections so that they can justify all of these draconian totalitarian rules that they're putting in place and it it is just incredible to me to to look back at this entire year so since march people have been living like vegetables in fear for their lives because of this virus that the vast majority of people who get it are not only turn out to be fine, but a lot of them don't even realize that they had it, right? It, it, it's so mild that they don't experience symptoms. The symptoms they do experience, it's like, a, okay, you have a fever for a few days. I mean, that, that was like one of the, the funniest things of 2020 was Trump getting COVID. At, you know, this, what is he, 73 or something like that? obese 73 year old that eats fucking fast food mcdonald's every day um he he gets it and he's like okay he goes to the hospital for a couple days but he comes out and he's fine he just walks it off i mean this is what we've we've shut down our lives for we've ruined the we've ruined people's lives we've ruined their relationships we've ruined their uh, businesses the economy at life as we know it is fucking ruined basically forever. I mean, the things that are coming down the pike now because we allowed the government to institute these um, this emergency protocol because we were afraid of something. It, uh, they're they're fucking terrifying, and they're really going to ruin our goddamn lives going forward. I I have I am so disappointed in specifically the American people, because America is supposed to be different. We're not supposed to be like all these other countries. But, man, the amount of people that are willing to go along with this and and just sacrifice not only a year. Like, you guys have lost a year of your life. I haven't. The, The second half of my 2020 was... Probably the best six months of my life, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I can't I can't think back to a six month period where I was happier, where I had more fun, where everything every day of my life I had a fucking big almost every day. I I, I, I can say there was a, a couple weeks in there that weren't too great for me personally, but other than that, I mean, just I had the time of my life. And I can't, um, I, I am so thankful that I could kind of, not only could I, that I could do that, that I was in a position to do that, just, you know, financially or, or whatever, but also mentally, that I did not let this get to me. Um, I can't imagine how mentally 
disturbed people that are are sitting at home. They're wearing masks indoors, outside, in cars while they're driving by themselves. They're face masks, gloves, goggles, all this. They're they're putting on a hazmat suit to go to the grocery store. The hoarding toilet paper, you know, all this shit that people are doing. I can't imagine going through life like that. I, I'm just saddened by the by the whole thing. I, I'm sad that people uh, think so little of their lives, value their lives so um, poorly that they're willing to just give away an entire year. Like you basically gave away a year of your life that you will never get back. You will never get that year back. Let's take a second and thank one of our other sponsors for today's show. And that, of course, you know them well. The longest and oldest sponsor of the Peddling Fiction Podcast, Lorenzotti Coffee. Guys, you know I'm back in Chicago for a few days and I'm miserable. But one of the bright spots of my return home, other than getting to see family and some friends, was being reunited with my stash of Lorenzotti Coffee. It's delicious premium Italian coffee delivered right to your door. They also provide you with coffee brewing supplies, espresso machines, grinders, things like that. Maybe if you have a coffee shop or you're just really serious about brewing the perfect cup of coffee, Lorenzotti.coffee is the place to go. Use promo code FICTION to get 10% off your order. That's L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Not only is their coffee great, but they have just gone above and beyond the role of a sponsor. They have really helped support this show. So please go help support them and this show simultaneously. Go get, go to Lorenzotti.coffee, use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and get yourself boatload of premium Italian coffee delivered right to your door. Start waking up in these cold, wintry mornings the right way with a hot cup of coffee to enjoy while you listen to your favorite podcast. It tastes like freedom. Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. They, I mean, they took it from you. The government took it from you. You gave them an inch, and this is a perfect this is a perfect example of how government operates. This is their modus operandi. Okay, you give them an inch and they take a fucking mile. And it, it they never let up. Okay, and this is why you can't, we have to learn this lesson. I mean, it's practically too late. We don't have any um uh constitutional rights left. We have very little freedoms left. Anything that any freedom that we want to have, we are literally going to have to fucking fight for. Maybe not with, you know, guns and bombs and everything just yet, but you're going to have to fight somebody for it. You're going to have to stand up for your beliefs and you're going to have to get in somebody's face and get them to back down. You might have to go to court. I I, I don't know at a minimum to get the these uh, liberties and these freedoms that we took for granted for so long to get the smallest ones back. I mean, just to open up your hair salon, to, to give somebody a haircut, to get a haircut, to eat in a restaurant. These are things that, you know, to walk outside if you're in California. We're going to have to fight to get these back now because we allowed these fucking politicians to take them from us. How did they do it? Well, first, they scare the shit, shit out of you. They lie to you. They freak you out. 
And then they, they say, they, they take the inch. Oh, you know, we just need, I mean, this, this is a very deadly virus, you know, ooh, be afraid, COVID-19, novelty virus, millions are going to die. Uh, they were wrong about that. They're wrong about everything. But, you know, if you just give us two weeks, we can flatten this curve. We won't overwhelm the hospitals. Just two weeks, you know, it's okay. And I remember thinking at the time that this is probably bullshit. But personally, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is much worse than Ebola and all this other stuff. I, I can give them two weeks. I mean, hell, it's fucking March in Chicago. It's freezing cold. What else do I have to do? I can sit inside and I'm already working from home. I was already working from home personally, so I could do that. I could still work from home and just whatever, order my groceries, get them delivered instead of going to the grocery store. I'm fine with that. I hate going to the grocery store anyway and waiting in fucking lines. And I can watch Netflix for two weeks or whatever and drink some wine. Okay, I'll give you two weeks. Uh, but after that, and after we saw those numbers come out of New York, the first round of numbers where it was like, blatantly obvious who was at risk for this and it was nobody on their age of like 65 and even those people 65 and older you had to have like underlying conditions for this to be a really serious threat to you and now i mean that all of these numbers have been just confirmed more and more but once i saw those numbers come out of new york i was like okay this is fucking bullshit and this is probably in like april early april i was like all right yeah no this is like absolutely fucking bullshit once again they fleeced the american people they've they've taken two weeks and now they're saying that we got to take another couple of months and maybe by the summer and then the summer is going to come around and they're going to keep finding fucking excuses to take more and more liberties from us it's just going to be one thing after another now there's a you know a new strain Right. Even though we had we finally got the vaccine that everybody was waiting for. Well, lo and behold, now it's mutated and we got this super strain over in the UK and it just made its way over. Uh, we just found our first case in Colorado. Isn't that fucking convenient? Right after they get the vaccine that was supposedly going to be the thing that now that we have the vaccine, we can re resume our normal life, allegedly. And I mean, I, I remember calling bullshit on this months ago because I told you this vaccine wasn't going to work the way that people typically think vaccines would work. But this was supposedly uh, supposedly the thing that was going to be like, okay, now we don't have to wear a mask anymore and we can go, uh, go resume our lives because we've been vaccinated, right? Well, no, turns out that, well, now there's a super strain, there's a new strain and it's mutating and they can do this forever because it's a fucking virus. Nobody understands fucking viruses like the average american doesn't understand this you can't see it it could be anywhere they could say whatever the fuck they want they can fudge the numbers they can fudge the tests they can lie to you and and freak you out until they take everything away from you and they have taken everything away from a lot of people they've taken their entire livelihoods away they've taken their businesses away they've taken their family members away you can't go see your family members in certain situations right i mean they have taken away life as we know it and people are sitting back and fucking taking it they're sitting back and not only taking it in some cases cheering it on um they're ridiculing the people who are resisting it i mean this is oh god this is just so depressing to me I, i've never been I, i've never had like such a depressing outlook 
for mankind than I do going into the year 2021. Now, personally, I think that the the way I have situated myself, I, I might I think that I can have a, a very good year, but I really don't like the way things are headed. It just in terms of the world that we live in, especially with this vaccine that they've come out with. I don't like the the path that we're going down here where it looks like there's for all intents and purposes, there's going to be mandatory vaccines. And if you ever want to fly again, you got to take a vaccine and you got to have like a special passport or some sort of stamp that shows that you've been vaccinated. And, and that's just the tip of the iceberg because travel, you know, is really spreads the disease allegedly. So, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it's always starts out small. Okay. If you want to fly to another country, you got to get vaccinated. But pretty soon it'll be if you want to get a new job. You got to be vaccinated. If you want to go to school, you got to be vaccinated. If you want to um, go to a restaurant, go to a concert. I mean, we're already seeing the the, the concert thing. It's just we, we've sacrificed this principle that we don't own our bodies anymore. Our, our bodies apparently belong to our wise overlords in Washington, the federal government, and they get to tell you what you can do with your body when you can do it. And once you sacrifice that principle, once you allow them to say that you're not allowed, you can't go outside, you can't run your business, you can't do this with your body, you can't do that, or you have to put this in your body if you want to do X, Y, and Z. Once you give them that power, you sacrifice that principle, it's all over. It's over. That's it. That was the last fucking, I don't even, that, that was the last principle. I mean, that's like the foundation of everything, right? Is that you own, is self-ownership. You own yourself. You, you're, nobody else has a claim to you. Nobody else has a claim to your life, can tell you that you have to do X, Y, and Z if you want to live. No. And least of all, the fucking federal government. And now that you've given it to them, look out. I mean, there's nothing they can't do. There's nothing they can't force you to do. And because we gave them, and think of how quickly this fucking happened. Think of how quickly they went from, oh, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve to you can't have a fucking six people over at your house for Thanksgiving. And they're starting to tell you what you can eat on Thanksgiving. It, it took, what, six months, seven months for that to happen? This was the ultimate camel's nose under the tent it's the thing that libertarians uh, at least the good libertarians have been railing against for you know for as long as people would listen to us i've i've talked about it a, a lot of times with you know taxation and things like that or the federal reserve but once you give them that little fucking inch it's over it's over and and in this case it was the two weeks to flatten the curve we should have told them to go fuck themselves. How about that? How about that? Hey, let's take another quick second and thank another sponsor for today's episode. And man, am I so happy to have them on board. The Lucky Guy Bakery. Guys, I finally got to actually try some of these brownies. I had them sent to my parents' house and we had them over Christmas. I tried... I think it's like six different six different versions of these brownies or, or cookie bars. They are all fantastic. I was shocked. Like I'm not a big chocolate person, not really a big dessert guy to begin with. But I crushed these brownies, man. That just the the original brownie. I, actually, I split it with my mom. My mom 
hates sweets. She doesn't eat dessert. She's not a big chocolate person. She doesn't eat dessert very often because desserts are always overly sweet. It's just too sweet. They compensate for using terrible ingredients with just throwing in a bunch of sugar and, st- and corn syrup and st- uh, stuff like that. And she's the ultimate fucking critic. If you think I'm good at complaining, wait till you meet my old lady. But she was blown away by just the original chocolate brownie that they had. When they say they hit that sweet spot where it's not too sweet, it's just the, the perfect balance of like chocolate and, and sweetness and saltiness like it was perfection even the uh i had the the gluten-free one if they didn't tell you it was gluten-free you wouldn't know the difference and it just everything was, was delicious they're all natural ingredients they're handmade they make a great gift because they're they're personally made by a, a liberty-minded entrepreneur who's going to give you a nice little note i i just can't say enough good things about these brownies so Go to theluckyguybakery.com. Use promo code PF20. That's P as in peddling, F as in fiction, 20 for 20% off your order. Send them to everybody you know. It's the holidays, right? We got a new year coming up. Everybody's sitting at home. They need some nosh while they're binging Netflix. So help everybody you know bring in the new year right with some delicious brownies. They've got a brownie for everybody. They got vegan. They got gluten. Gluten-free, they got regular, they got peanuts, they got a peanut butter bonanza, they've got an oatmeal cookie bar, the list goes on and on. They got a blondie, you can mix and match, you can send them uh, the perfect gift box, luckyguybakery.com, promo code PF20 for 20% off, and get your new year started off right. The lockdown thing, that should have been a no-go. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to live my life. If you want to stay in your house and live like a hermit until there's a vaccine or something, until nobody ever gets sick again, go ahead. But I'm opening my business. Anybody that wants to come in, you know, caveat emptor, enter at your own risk, right? You, you, we all know the risks of life. This is just one more small risk in the long list of bad things that can happen to you on any given day. And believe me, I could think of hundreds, hundreds of things I would rather have COVID than have happened to me. You know, I mean, the COVID, I would take COVID every, every fucking day of the week and twice on Sunday over, you know, some sort of cancer or like anything, you know, a, a couple of my friends have had fucking, I mean, not really friends. They're, they're more like uh, friends of friends, but like, imagine having something wrong with like your fucking bowels where you have to have like a colostomy bag or some shit like that. I mean, uh, even just like a kidney stone, I'd rather have uh, COVID than a kidney stone. I don't want to fucking pass a kidney stone. That shit looks really fucking painful, but, but like a fever for a few days, a, a cough. Oh, oh Okay. G- give me that. Give me that. I don't give a shit. I don't know. I, I have hopefully I'm not. Uh, I feel like I'm all over the place just fucking rambling here. But um, 2020 for me, I, I think is just going to be it's going to be one of those years where it's where, where it's I mean, it's life changing for all of us. Right. We're, we're, it's sort of like not like on the level of 9-11 or I don't know, like the Kennedy assassin, like your parents always remember where they were when 
uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Like you always remember what, what you're doing when the, you know, they hit the twin towers or something like that. 2020 is on the level of that. Like you're always going to remember this year. You're never going to uh, forget the changes that, that took place as directly as a result. Life is never going to be the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I don't think, um, at least not in our lifetime, Maybe some of you that are younger than me, but I, I don't see how we can go from this state back to whatever, you know, back to normal, like pre-COVID. It's sort of like going back to pre-9-11. It's just not going to happen. Maybe generations down the line, they'll look back at our fucking ridiculous reaction to this and, and they're going to be laughing at us, you know, idiots walking around with a fucking... You know, playing in a band with a mask with a hole in it, putting your mask on for the first 10 feet, walking into a restaurant and then taking it off. Just all this idiotic things that we're doing. Eventually, people are going to look back and, and laugh at us, but it's going to take a very long time, I think. And it's it's a very interesting study in just psychology, the, the psychology of the American people, of just people in general, you know, popular delusions and the madness of crowds. We, we all knew, you know, we've all seen, right, um, the, you know, these studies of, you know, appeal to authority. I forget that one study where they had people in like white coats and uh, what was it? I'm drawing a blank on the, the guy's name, but where it's like you can get anybody that, that looks like an authoritarian uh, figure, a figure of authority could get people to do like outrageous things just because they're, they look like they're in a, a position of authority. So this they had like these doctors telling you like push this button and it'd be like torturing somebody. What was that fucking study called? Uh, the Milgram, the Milgram experiments, right? This is where they, they, they thought that they were participating in some sort of like, um, I, I, I forget exactly what they what they told these participants they were doing, but they basically had people dressed up as doctors or scientists or something telling them that they had to administer a shock to this patient and they could get these people to shock these patients. Like they'd, they'd take it to the level of like uh, it, it, it would be allegedly fatal. Now, they weren't actually shocking these patients. It was like the patients were faking the, the pain when they'd hit this button. They just the people hitting the button actually thought that they were shocking these people and they would just keep telling them to you know keep increasing the dosage to a point where it was supposed to be fatal. And these people would still do it. And it's like an, an obedience to authority. And we've all heard of these this study, you know, we've all talked about it in psychology class, you know, psych 101 or whatever, if you went to college or junior college or something like that. It's just fascinating to watch it sort of play out in, in a similar fashion with this whole COVID thing and this obedience to authority um, to your own detriment. This isn't even like um, necessarily hurting other people, you're hurting yourself a lot of the time. Like some people are are destroying their own lives in this obedience to authority, and it's fucking revealing to watch. It's sort of fascinating and infuriating at the same time. And the other thing is just the whole year is just very revealing. Like government has finally just pulled back the curtain. They have shown their true colors. Anybody that looks at the at 
government the same way they did in 2021 as they did in 2019 after what they just fucking pulled with these COVID relief bills, with these lockdowns, with the treatment of uh, law-abiding American people, people that just want to play catch with their kid in the park, you know, stealing from the American people, fleecing them, right? Giving them a, a couple hundred bucks while they fucking pay off all their goddamn uh, political buddies overseas and the fucking bankers and just... It's just unbelievable that that people can still look at this institution with such reverence and and look to them as the solution, the solution to all of our problems. Every problem now seems to have a government solution in people's eyes. And I just the, the person who sees government the same way in 2021 as they did in 2019 they are fucking, they are a lost cause. I don't know how you could get through to these people if what they've seen, I mean, they must just not be paying attention. I don't see how you couldn't be paying attention, but how do you get through to somebody like that? If what was on display in 2020 has not turned people against the government, I don't know what possibly could. I mean, they forcefully lock, like, lock down the economy. They won't let people open their businesses. They're, they're allowing people to fucking riot and destroy entire cities, destroy businesses, kill people, beat people. That's okay. But if you want to go to like a, a, a rally or something for Donald Trump, that's not okay. If you want to go open up your hair salon, if you want to give somebody a haircut, that's not okay. Unless, of course, you're one of the politically connected. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can travel. You can get your hair cut. You can go to restaurants. You can have parties. It's, ooh, God, have they shown who they really are and, you know, who the rulers are and who are the ruled. And I, I mean, I've talked about this on several episodes. There are two, t I mean, there are two types of people. And the whole thing of government and this whole idea of democracy always sort of clouded that issue, right? We came up with this, and this is one of the reasons why I hate democracy, other than all the other reasons I've listed in past episodes, is that it gives cover to everything the government does, this air of legitimacy. And it's because, you know, we, are, we the people, are the government. You know, we make this up and we all get a say in everything and all that crap. The politicians work for us. The police work for us, right? These are the, the lies that we tell ourselves and uh, the lie that democracy tells us. And the, the fact of the matter is that we, there are those that rule and those that are ruled and nothing put that on display more blatantly than 2020 and COVID-19. I mean, absolutely nothing. I don't see how you could show, show that any more clearly, that politicians get to do whatever the fuck they want, the, the police get to do whatever the fuck they want, they can choose which laws to enforce, which ones they don't enforce, like they're not going to protect your business, they don't give a shit, um, they'll go after the low-hanging fruit, They'll go after the, the guy that just wants to go surfing or something on the beach by himself, not hurting anybody. They'll go after him. They'll throw him in a cage. But, you know, the, the 500 people that are storming fucking downtown Chicago and looting everything on Michigan Avenue, they're just going to let that happen. They're going to let your fucking business go to shit. Uh, they don't care about you. 
They're the rulers. You're the ruled. It's not okay for you to travel. It's not okay for you to have parties, but it's okay for them. Nancy Pelosi can go get her hair done. You can't. This is the nature of government. This is the relationship between government and the people. Well, let me rephrase that. I wish people's big takeaway from 2020 would be just that, that this relationship is a fucking farce. We have been lied to. This whole thing is illegitimate and unnecessary, and it's ruining people's lives. They are getting rich at our expense. They are playing us for fools, and it needs to stop. Unfortunately, far too many people don't see that. Far too many people are um, not just complicit, but um, actively cheering this on. And it's become like a partisan issue, which is bizarre to me. You know, that, that like uh, Democratic or liberal people seem to be, you know, hands down more in favor of the government taking total control over everyone's lives. Hey guys, last but not least, certainly not least, I want to thank our other sponsor for today's show, and that is Zipix Toothpicks. Guys, if you're looking for an alternative to smoking a cigarette, maybe you're in a place where you can't smoke a cigarette, maybe you just don't feel like going outside because it's freezing cold and snowing like it is here in Chicago, maybe you don't want to have to uh, chew a bunch of gum or dip, or throw in some chewing tobacco, something like that, Zipix Toothpicks is the alternative for you. These are nicotine-infused flavored toothpicks that you can enjoy anywhere, anytime, and nobody's even going to know that you're satisfying one of your nicotine cravings with this thing. One of the best things about this is that you can control how much nicotine intake you get. You can't really do that with a piece of gum or with uh, when you're dipping or something like that. The toothpick, you can pop it in your mouth for a little bit. You can take it out, save some for later. You still get to have that sort of oral fixation thing going on where you're, you're moving something around in your mouth. You're putting something in your mouth and taking it out like it, it almost mimics having a, a cigarette right in your, in your mouth and let's face it you're, you're not going to smell bad after using it there's not going to be a bad taste in your mouth after using it it's not going to gross out that pretty lady that's sitting across from you at the dinner table so do yourself a favor go to zipixtoothpicks.com that's z as in zebra i p p i x Dot com. Order yourself a boatload of these toothpicks. They're going to be cheaper than any of the other over-the-counter nicotine alternatives out there. They've got the ultimate flavor pack if you want to try all six different flavors. Or if you know you like a, a certain flavor, like the, uh, the whiskey-laced one that I'm into, order it up. Use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your order. Even if you're not a, a smoker or addicted to nicotine, I'm, I'm sure you know somebody who is and this is a great alternative for them so send somebody you know a gift have them bring in the new year with the perfect nicotine alternative zipixtoothpicks.com promo code fiction i mean remember i know i talked with um anthony about this when i when i had him on the show but it's like 
the liberals used to be like anti-government, anti-the man. And now they are like the ones cheering them on. <laughs> they love to say, you know, my body, my choice, except when it comes to, uh, you know, like vaccines or, or anything basically other than abortion, right? Anything other than killing babies. They, they don't seem to really care about the whole my body, my choice thing. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I'm still in awe at how quickly this all happened. <laughs> Right. I mean, these are these are things that I've been warning against for you know since I've started the podcast. For those of you who've known me before I had the podcast, long before I've been talking about this sort of thing happening. But it was always kind of this thing where it's like, yeah, you know, that's always going to be way off into the future. And man, in under a year, in under a year, we went from, hey, you know, why don't you just stay home for a couple weeks so that we don't overwhelm the hospitals to you're, you're never leaving your fucking house again, <laughs> essentially, without our permission. And you nope, you can't do that. You can't go over there. You can't have too many people over. Here's what you can eat. Oh, and by the way, you better inject yourself with this thing that we rushed through, uh, the, this vaccine that we pushed through faster than any other vaccine in the history of vaccines, if you ever want to fucking resume uh, some semblance of your normal life. And that's the other thing that's fucking crazy. It's like they're... It, it, it's like they've got total control over you now. It's like they, they took away everything and then it's and then they come to you and they say, hey, if you want a little bit of, of that back, all that shit that we took from you, if you want to go to a restaurant again, if you want to uh, be able to sit at a bar and have a drink, if you want to go uh, on an airplane or something like that, well, then you better take this inject yourself with this or take this pill. Or who knows what they're going to come up with in the future. So they, they take everything away from you. And then they they basically force you to do stuff to get it back. I mean, this is fucking bullshit. Man, it's... Uh, I, I can't... There are people that are standing up to this stuff. Not nearly enough. And th those people should be saluted as heroes. But man, it, it's just... It's very depressing to me to, to look into the, the coming year and look and see where we're headed with all of this and how many people are okay with it uh, just because they're still afraid of, of this virus for some reason. I don't understand why people are so afraid of it, to be perfectly honest with you. But talk to the vast majority of people that have tested positive for it and they're just like, <laughs> like, yeah, I was wholeheartedly disappointed in this whole COVID thing. It's blown way out of proportion. It did practically nothing to me. And man, if something so benign, I shouldn't say so benign, if something this benign can get so many people to just throw away their lives, like how many more years do you think they could get people to go along with this? Like, let's say we didn't have a vaccine yet and it was going to be another year of these like, hey, we're going to lock down, then we're going to open up for two weeks, then lock back down, then open it, and then we just, you know, just keep doing this over and over again. How many years do you think people would go along with it? Because the longer it goes, the the farther you are away from how life used to be, <laughs> and the more willing uh, willingly you'll accept a, another lockdown. You know, it's like, okay, well, well, we've done this 25 times. What's the 26th time? What's so bad about, you know, it's just, it, it's just incredible to me how fast they've done all this. I mean, the escalation, you know, that, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And the problem is the problem with government is twofold, right? The camel's nose under the tent, you give them an inch, they take a mile and you never get that mile back. You never get any of that fucking mile back. It, it, it's gone. 
it is gone. I mean, to get it back takes so much effort and not not to get the mile back, but let's say to get 150 feet of that mile that they took from us, to get 150 feet back takes a, a fight that is uh, like you have to risk everything just to get back a fraction of what you lost. And it's a lot of people aren't willing to do that until you're pushed to a point that apparently nobody has really gotten to yet. Now, where that point is, I guess it's different for everybody. But uh, when things do get really bad and when this uh, when we start to see the results of uh, this government profligacy that has just exploded under Donald Trump and the Republicans, by the way. He's added almost 10, I think by the time he leaves office, he will have added $10 trillion uh, to uh, the, the national debt in one term. I mean, that is fucking unheard of. Okay, it took Barack Obama two terms to do it. He did it. Like every president is now just doubling the the rate of um, adding to the national debt than the one before it. And I I talked about that years ago as well. But um, they are destroying the dollar with all of this money printing. And when things get really bad, when this whole fucking house of cards comes tumbling down, that's uh, that's probably the point where people are going to finally wake up and see the errors of our ways. And unfortunately, by then, it's going to be too late. There's, there's so much pain that is going to have to happen before uh, people wake up to, to the errors of their ways that um, it's just really... Uh, it's just really sad. It's really sad. So hopefully, um, since you guys are listening to this, we still have some time to to get yourself in a better position. Hopefully, you've been positioning yourself for something like this happening for the last couple of years, and you are going to be in a much better position going into 2021 than a lot of people are. I am personally looking forward to my 2021. Like I said, the second half of uh, my 2020, like from June on, was probably the best six months of my life. And that's not an accident. That, that was a concerted effort of mine to to make it the the best six months of my life. And I've had a, a lot of um, I've had a lot of realizations, a couple of epiphanies, if you want, you know, whatever you want to call it. But um, I am never going to fucking let anybody do to me what they tried to do to me from March through fucking May. I'm just, I'm not going to sacrifice months, weeks, years of my life for anybody. We only get one shot at this. I'm going to make it fucking count. I'm going to do, I've wasted plenty of my, my 36 years here. So I I don't have any more fucking time to waste, right? I'm done wasting what little, uh, you know, what short time we have on on this earth. And there's there's no fucking virus or no government decree or anything like that that can change my fucking mind on this. I will do whatever I have to do to avoid the this totalitarianism i suggest you all do the same figure out a way just find a way to to get to get around it to get away from it whatever you got to do to to um to avoid sacrificing your lives for a bunch of fucking bullshit political bullshit that's all this is you got to do it i guess for me 2020 will go down as the the year the government showed its true colors and the American people showed their true colors. And it was a sad sight to see on both fronts. It was just a sad sight to see because everything that we've been waiting 
for the the government to show their show us like they showed us their hand and so many people just didn't care to look at it they were too upset with like donald trump's tweets or uh some other stupid shit um than, than they were with the people that are actively ruining the lives of millions of people around the world i, I don't know what else to say really so i guess I'll, I'll just wrap there thank you all so very much for listening thank you for just for everything that you guys have done uh, for me, for the podcast, just listening, participating, sharing the show. Every, just You guys have made this a great year for me. I'm really looking forward to 2021. I'm going to fucking bring it for you guys. We, we made some... We made some really good strides this year, I think, with with the show, and uh, I'm looking forward to 2021. We, I think we can have a, a, a even better year uh, for the podcast and, and really grow the audience, really put out a lot more content and do some more fun stuff, and hopefully you guys will stick around for this journey with me. I've had a, a great time so far, and I'm really looking forward to continuing this journey with you guys on board. Because we got, man, do we have a lot of fucking work to do. We got a lot of people to wake up, a lot of people to red pill, and I'm going to do everything I can to teach people to open their eyes and to hopefully show them how to avoid the, the mistakes that, that I've made, that, that others have made before me, all that good stuff. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to next year. Thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget to support our sponsors. We've got some great sponsors for this show, and I want to get some, some, some more sponsors for next year. I'm, I'm constantly trying to get you know, some more cool stuff for you guys that I think you'll be interested in. But in order to do that, I, I got to get a bigger audience. Um, if you want to attract, you know, better sponsors, more sponsors, we got to, you guys got to help me out, man. Share the show, follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction, and you can become a supporting listener by going to pedalingfictionpodcast.com. Just help support the show, help spread liberty with me. And we will uh, we will fucking hit 21, you know, 2021, the ground running and start to turn this totalitarian ship around a little bit. And maybe we can make 2021 the year of liberty following 2020, the, the year of uh, totalitarianism. So that's it for today. That's it for the year. Hopefully this episode wasn't too uh, rambling and incoherent. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will talk to you guys next year. Until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.